Mantles is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. EXO Auto Works is Colorado Springs' home of the $50 synthetic blend oil change. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Madrid Maintenance. Madrid Maintenance offers excellent handyman service in the Colorado Springs area, starting at just $45 an hour. You can reach them by phone at 719-963-2020 or online at facebook.com slash madridmaintenance. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. Call today, 719-963-2020 or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios. It's not a boy hole or a girl hole or a lady hole. It's a man hole. Men go down to work there. And there's always one man outside to help. Live from EXO Auto Works. Streaming all over the world. We're coming for you, globalists. It's your weekly dose of toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. With Eric Madrid. And Trevor Lane. It's man's Squeaky squeak. What's up, Trevor? Hey. And hello, How's everybody out doing? there in uh, Radio Land. <clears throat> or the internet. Or the interwebs. Wherever you consume your podcasts. Highly likely while driving or pooping. And if you're listening to this and driving, you're probably going to end up pooping because you're <laughs> crashing. Always choose both. Always choose both. So, got my floor today. Yeah. Finally. Well, you know, I'd spent some money elsewhere and couldn't really get it back. So, mm -hmm. finally, uh, you know, got to the point where everything was good to go and groovy. And uh, we took a vote and we went with dark. Like that right. chocolate sort of... Uh, I don't even know what it's called. I just thought it was pretty. 20, right. 27 boxes. Oof. Yeah, but it was 27. I was like, no way. Oh, yeah. yeah. That works out. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that worked out. No way. <clears throat> so, yeah, just worked out really well. And uh, uh been a hell of a week. Just tons of work. Yeah? Yeah. I'm on five hours of sleep every night. Well, I... Uh Besides getting a fresh cut today, yes. From uh, I got a shout out Rock at Seven One Nine Barbershop. Did a great job. Trimmed my beard. Did okay. like facial shit while he was doing that. Like Seven One Nine Barbershop. Seven One Nine Barbershop. At? B Street. And two complimentary beers with the haircut. I love that. <laughs> when I was in South Bay, I rolled up to Bear's Place, Kings. Uh, I think it was called Kings. Yeah. King's Barber. Mm -hmm. He walks in and he's like, he sees us and he's like, all right, yeah, you guys rode in, rode in on motorcycles. He's like, all right, yeah, you need to go to the waiting room and you go back there and it's like cigars and beers. And I was nice. Like, Hell yeah. All right, 719, uh, I'm going to hit that place up tomorrow because I need a fresh cut for Saturday. Does he do the balls? Uh, he didn't offer and I didn't ask. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you have to do your own gorilla salad. Oh, and we were crazily surprised 
you know, we're fostering the baby rats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you know that female rats can store sperm for having a litter later? What? Well, we found out that they can because we went in to check on the babies and noticed earlier that mom was kind of chubby. So we thought we were just giving her too much eggs because you feed her eggs to keep her calories up so she can nurse. Right. And uh, we lift up this little box that she's hiding under and there's a pile of pink. We're like, awesome. More rats. That's all right. The rescue is taking the grown babies. And now I guess we're just fostering the That's little babies. It's the perpetual cycle of foster care at the Lane it's, Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, enough about that. We do have a guest. We have a very special guest. In the wings. A very um, special guest. I've always, always wanted to talk to God. <clears throat> well, here's your chance. No, no, we already did just a second ago. We did, but. How good was that? I mean, this the is audience for the gets rest in of you guys. Now. Yeah. So we're going to bring him in. God. Are you there, God? Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, guys? What's up? It's good to see you, man. It's crazy. I know. What's up, yeah. man? Welcome. Your uh, following is going to go down a bit after being <laughs> on the show. Man. You know, yeah. it is there's what a it rating is, right? spike. There's definitely a spike. It's the wrong yeah. way, but. Man. <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah. So give us kind of the high overview about who you are and what you do, man. Man, high overview, who I am. Yeah. Well, I mean, Away from the name, right? Like, yeah. you know, what's that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just me, bro. Uh, I think it's, I think uh, a while ago, uh, I really adopted the uh, saying that humanity created uh, action speak louder than words. So I'd rather, I'd rather show people who I am as opposed to tell people because I, I believe that uh, experience is one of the better teachers. I could tell you whatever I wanted to, right? There's no way to verify sure. if it's true, but like interacting with me, you would be able to piece together, right? Because I could I could say I'm a multi-billionaire. You'd have no way to know if I'm lying or not. We, I mean, we still don't. Yeah, you're on this <laughs> show, so highly doubtful. Yeah, right, yeah. You never know. You would have bought and sold us already. You'd be like, yeah, we're going to buy that, close it down, <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Just yeah. like KVCM did. Well, you, I, I know that you do make some music, yeah, right. uh, I actually, yeah, I just dropped a project uh, on May 1st called Burn Your Maps. Um, and I'm really, it was actually like my introduction into like the music space, which just happens to also be the 50th anniversary of hip hop, right? So like uh, serendipity or serpendipity or whatever the the, the, the term is. But uh, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. It's, uh, I'm someone who I really, I really enjoy music, right? I really appreciate music, like I, I'm not the type of person who just listens to music just for like the entertainment value. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to grow. Um, so, and just who I am, I like to be great and efficient at things. So I kind of like break down. I've always broken down the music that I've listened to. So uh, to to hear what I came with on my debut with Burn Your Maps, uh, the stylistic and and just how how nice of a project it was is just uh, it was just it's just amazing for me. Well, James Martin, super fan, says, sup, dudes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, on, and if bro? you ever need a drummer, that guy will uh, knock it out of the park. Man, uh, yeah, interesting you say that. Uh, yeah. Working on some things with that social media content in the future. So, well, bro can find me. You know yeah, we'll, uh, we'll saddle up because uh, I had him in the studio last night, just total improv. He's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, the band's not coming in to record, so I got shit all to do. He's like, you want me to set up my drums? I'm like, get the hell over here. Let's do this. So 
Four hours yeah. later, we got like 20 minutes of jam music and three good riffs. I was like, oh, yeah. And great drum sounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Drums are always fun. Drums are always fun. Yeah, and it's cool because he's got this uh, this this PDP. It's beautiful wood. Sweet little four-piece kit, some killer cymbals. And, like, I routed it a way different way than I normally would. And I'm record- it's like recording live instead of having it all multi-tracked out. So it's like committing. It's like getting some balls and actually committing as you're tracking. And it sounds amazing. My room sounds good. The the room mics, everything just sounded super sweet. So it's yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drop an album by December, I'm sure. Man, yeah. Uh, good luck on that too, man. It's a, it's an, it's an exhilarating feeling, especially when you get like feedback from like actual people telling you, "Hey, yo, this did this for me," or "Thank you for this," or whatever. Like like the unexpected, the things that you should expect but like you don't expect, like. It's a great feeling to know that, like, what you're doing impacts people, so. Well, welcome to Studio Talk. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to Studio Talk. Yeah. Whatever, man, I should get that uh, whole podcast going. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> because I sent you that thing for cool stuff, so it all sort of works out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to work out. Um, yeah, it's it going to work out. Now, you also mentioned some experience uh, sandblasting. Yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, curious about that. Man. Uh, so I don't know if my experience in sandblasting was the same as everybody else's, uh, because, uh, the company that I ended up working for, which I'm not going to disclose their name just because like, but, uh, the guy who owned it, he flips, he flips businesses, right? That's what he does. He, he flips businesses. So the company was failing. He stepped in and you could kind of, you could kind of tell. Uh, and most of us at the time were in between the ages of like 18 and maybe 20 or 18 and 22. Uh, so it could have been more efficient outside of like two of the senior management. Um, and it was just like a wacky, like, it was just a wacky, like weird, quirky things would happen. Like, uh, one guy had like a nail, like get driven through his sandblasting, right? Like, cause sandblasting is easy, right? There's, but it's like, what comes along with it, uh, wasn't like, uh, the longest that I'd ever been clocked in was at this company. I was on the clock, uh, no joke, because we had to sign in through our phone. 24 hours, uh, we had a we had a meat farm or a, a slaughterhouse in South Dakota that we had to power blast. And it was like one of the most terrible jobs that I'd ever been a part of. Like we were using dry ice to like blast it because, you know, we couldn't get, we couldn't contaminate anything in the food. And like, we were like 20, 30, 40 feet off of the, like, off of the ground, like, standing on, like, two by fours, trying to, like, paint, repaint the beams, and, uh, bro, it was, it was, uh, it was terrible, not to mention it was, like, it smelled, like, indescribable, like, there's, like, I've never, I've never, and this is, like, me growing up in, like, farmland and stuff, too, in a way, like, Emporia, I'd never smelled the smells that I was smelling and it like stuck in our clothes and everything. It was, uh, it was, it was a, it was, it was a terrible experience, but sandblasting was pretty fun. Like the homies I made was cool and stuff like that. But, uh, (laughs) it was a, it was a fun company. Like one of the guys, uh, one of the guys got in trouble for moving somebody's car with one of the giant forklifts and he ended up like (laughs) breaking it. Like, yeah. It was a bunch of it was a bunch of reckless people, but I'm happy for the experience because uh, it was just, it was 
it was fun. But like, you know, nothing too crazy or too or too or too exciting, I guess. Did uh did the slaughterhouse turn you vegan? There we go. I was gonna say that. Nah, man. <laughs> but uh I think I think we I think we may have turned the slaughterhouse onto a new form of business because uh <laughs> the job, I don't know who bid the bro, we did a terrible job. It was like we ended up like I think the company ended up having to go like two or three more times because uh it was just it wasn't like I did see another side of like the meat processing industry and uh luckily I don't have a weak stomach, but uh it gave me it gave me great insight on uh what happens in like these meat lockers and stuff like that. Um but nah, like I still also eat a bacon cheeseburger. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't eat poultry though. My relationship with the birds is too good. Like, I, I I behave with birds the way most people behave with cats and dogs, right? So I quit eating poultry a little bit ago just to show my respect to all the birds and whatnot and let them know, like, hey, bro, like I told y'all I rock with you, so like we're gonna go ahead and leave the poultry alone. And occasionally I'll eat like cake or something, but like I'm pretty strict about like the no poultry. So. If you eat eggs and not poultry yet, right? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just fair playing. point though. No, fair yeah. point though. Depending on you how know. you look at it, like life is definitely perspective driven, so that's the to do is different angle for sure. Well, I've known uh, she she called herself a vegan, but she would occasionally eat eggs, which I don't get how that works. Um, I was like, isn't that more a vegetarian? She's like, well, but when I don't eat, but when I don't eat eggs, I I'm strictly vegan. And I'm like. But you sometimes do. Eat yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they call those pescatarians, right? We got labels for everything. Humanity has labels yeah, for literally everything, man. It's wild. Well, we got to find a label for the new one because uh, I recently found out that the only way your LCD screens work so efficiently is because of rendered rendered animal product. Seriously? Shit, you not? Huh, man. It's thing. So like, so I'll, if you have a TV, you're not really vegan. You're not really vegan, <laughs> or a smartphone, or none of that. I mean, we do use organic material in a, like, didn't, wasn't, I, I may be wrong, right? But I, I'm pretty sure I heard that uh, lipstick used to be, used to have, like, baby whale parts or baby human parts or something back in the day. Like, oh, I'm anyway. sure anything that had that, that needed a viscosity to it with an oil based uh, something had to come from whale or, or, no, they loved whale fat for yeah, that stuff all whale day oil. long. I'm not for sure if it would, like, that makes sense. Uh, for this story, I'm not too for sure if it was well, because I'm not for sure if humans would care as much about it being well as they would another human. Um, but I like I don't want to I don't want to like misspeak, but I feel like I feel like I heard something like that. Yeah, I. Uh, I kind of I kind of have a feeling that at any point in time, if if there were a, a company using actual human product. In in that, I don't. I don't really see it in any epoch where that wouldn't have been uh, a cause for pause in using that product. <laughs> like, nah, I mean, it was like, you know how we early, like in the late 1800s and stuff like that, people were like before the FDA and all these regulations, like people were still adding like glue to food and like, for, like we do what yeah. we can get away with. Like, to, like for instance, like yellow five and, and red four and all of that is like, acceptable today but in the future it might not be because it could oh the reason everybody was getting cancer was because of this so like then in the future we're not going to be able to use it like that's why like you know that's why we have ketchup and stuff like that because uh 
they needed to figure out ways to to mask like the rancid food that they had out before like regu before uh, organizational uh, regulation came into effect came into play. So James says that's a thing. He said to look up plasma-based aging creams. But they're not like taking babies from third world countries, right? That's that's not happening. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I would say I would guess they're buying them from Planned Parenthood. Oh, I don't got know. it. Right. Oh <laughs> man, that's something. Yeah, you know, like that would just be my guess. That's what the moving trucks were. That would for. just be my guess. Man. I don't know. <laughs> and God's gonna send us to hell. Nah. This crazy too, man. They have so much control no, he's over like they got so much control, bro. I tell people all the time, like heaven and hell is basically the adult version of the naughty and nice list, right? Because like you know how I use the naughty and nice nice list to control like the younger humans because hey, if you don't if you don't eat that broccoli, you're gonna be on a naughty list, right? And it's like for hey, if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to hell. It works the exact same way. I was having a conversation with somebody pretty awesome this week, and it was, uh, I brought up Nietzsche and the whole, the, you know, there's this beauty of gray that it's beyond good and evil. It's, is it evil or is it wrong? Or is it bad? Are these the bad things? I you mean, know, are, they, are, you know, did you, we all have our own, um, right. you know, moral high horse, I guess. A lot of it, and, like, my bad. No, I no, just, bad. I like the beauty uh -huh. of gray. Yeah, because I mean, I, is it wrong? Is it wrong to kill? No, uh, I mean, under, really, under yeah, circumstances? like uh, I mean, sure. you want to be, you want to be yeah. black and white? No, is it wrong? But to, a lot it, of that, it, yes, no, a, a lot of it's societal driven too, because it's like uh, our more, a lot of our moral compass comes from like the people who have direct like indoctrination over us, whether it be direct or indirect. For instance, uh. Like Christ, Christians have a different moral compass than Muslim people. Muslim people have a different moral compass than Americans. Americans have like in America, you wouldn't eat a dog. Right. And in and, and some Asian cultures, they do. Right. And like Hindi people don't eat beef or cow, but Americans do. Sure. And it's like the simple fact of the matter, like we just got through discussing, if you eat any type of meat or flesh, like you really have no place to tell anybody, like even when it comes to being to cannibalistic traits, right? But it's because it's the way that our society makes us view, like you talk about killing, right? That's uh, like, that's, but that's on, that's on a, uh, that's on like a geographic level. What I'm talking about is the fundamental human level. Mm -hmm. uh, take a, take somebody out of time or out of their, out of context right. and right. somebody directly in context doesn't matter if you right. grew up you know hindu muslim atheist whatever it doesn't matter you know when you're fucking shit up because that hot feeling yeah. comes up the back of your neck i don't care where you're from what you you know like there's this innate thing inside ungian maybe in humans that we know when we're doing some shady shit i think it's the place where it comes i think it's like yeah. really intense yeah because yeah. uh like like killing was a good example right but uh, i don't think it's that black and white though or that right. gray either yeah it's it's, it's very, well but it's, we speak uh, about it like it is right with the, with the killing example because a lot of people will point to the ten commandments and there's it says thou shalt not kill but that's actually an incorrect translation it's actually thou shalt not murder it's not because it's not that changes because you can totally, you know, there's in within that document, there's nothing wrong with like killing a cow for a side of beef. Yeah. But if it was black and white, thou shalt not kill. It's like, well, you that, better not. Uh, 
can't but, step on a bug. But like, the, I gotta uh, watch what I'm doing. I don't you know. Can't, you can't. You can't eat a plant, right? Because that you're gonna. Yeah. You're you, you, that lives. You're, yeah. You're killing yeah. that. Yeah. Murdering and killing, I do think, are different things. Like, but they're also similar. Because, like, I was gonna say, like, you got self defense, but then you have like the Mongols who who were like they were both killers and murderers, right? Like in their society. So, like, a lar- another large part of it is things that like. Uh, what we give positive reinforcement to, right? So if we we can get people to, like, we can adjust people's moral compasses by how, like, the type of positive reinforcement we give them. If I wanted everyone to, like, go around killing people, anytime you kill someone, I'm going to give you positive reinforcement. And anytime you show mercy, I'm going to, like, harm you. And then I can get your moral compass to work how I want it to. I'm just, I, I saw that movie. It was a documentary, and it was in black and white, and the narration was in German. <laughs> Man, Auschwitz or something. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. It's familiar back in here somewhere. Man, it's positive uh, reinfo- Yeah, then then that that there was a very famous uh, experiment uh, in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shock treatment experiment, oh. and then. So you like Trevor and I be in a room and they'd be like, all right, well, Trevor's going to the other room. If he gets the answer wrong, you have to shock him. And because they were like in lab coats and it looked super professional because those guys are trying to figure out how in the fuck would normal average people send millions of Jews to a gas chamber and just like on mass kill people Bro, every day. You know, so, and they, well, what they found was that if you perceive somebody to be in a position of authority, for the most part, most of us will do whatever they tell you to on, do bro, right? on a high bro. percentage. I got two things to say to that. The first one is like I've recently been like studying or following like um, Nazi Germany a little. Bro, you like this is how crazy like think of like think of the mental state that Hitler must have had the Jewish people in. This is like terrifying. Right. So like because they knew and I'm wondering, was this planned? Right. Because they knew they were going to host the Olympics. So they set the rules. What were the what were the anti-Semitic laws called? Like. They set those rules in place, right? And they, the Jews, they had got, they had gotten the Jewish people accustomed to it. Then the Olympics comes, and they get rid of all of the signs and everything, right? And yeah, they get yeah. rid of any, but they're still, but the Jew, Jewish people know, like, if you step out of line, right? Because the Olympics, right? So then right, the Olympics the leaves. Doesn't mean the rules gone. Exactly. Yeah. And as soon as they leave, they put everything back up and then, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, do you know how terrifying, like, bro, like. That like to me, that's like a different level of like. Well, this, like, the same thing happens like uh, anytime you you made the example of the Olympics. <clears throat> yeah, they come in and when they when they're in, uh, where was it that they had it kind of in the Middle East? Now I'm trying to remember. It was kind mm. of a Islamic country. Qatar, Qatar, the one that we just been, had. But they they, and maybe it wasn't the Olympics. Maybe it was like one of the lead ups to the Olympics, but it was a, it was a big global kind of global event that they were hosting. And like the world um, cup we just had in Qatar. Maybe it was the world cup. Mm-hmm. They were like allowing beer. Um, but if you, some dude got like drug out because he wore a pride <laughs> thing. Man, <laughs> so, yeah. so it was like, they were even within their own thing. They were picking and choosing which rules, but that's like, what they okay, do. You can, you can, hmm. you can have beer at the stadium not outside of the stadium, but if you wear a rainbow shirt to go into the stadium to say, I don't give a shit, gay pride, they, you know, took you and cracked your skull. <laughs> it's, it's up to, it's really up to the, like, it's up to the discretion of the ruling class. Like, even like calling someone a criminal, right? Like, what what's considered a criminal and not to be a crime or a criminal is really up to the ruling class. Like, because it used to be a crime in America to be, to be black. 
um, and run for your freedom, right? It used to be a crime to run for freedom. Um, and today, like, I mean, even breaking out of a jail is technically running for freedom, right? So like, or smoking weed used to be a crime, right? So it's really up to like the ruling class and they like give us implicit bias. So when we call someone a criminal, um, and bro said it earlier, right? Like the doc, if you tell, if you raise somebody to say, hey, this is a credible figure, or this is an authority figure, right? Uh, we look at them like they're credible. And I think like once you get to that certain stage to where you realize like, oh, they were the only reason we listen to these people is because they were in lab coats. But you look closely and you realize that they don't know what the hell is going on. That's the American government. Right. That's that's other world governments. Right. Like they they look credible because they've told us that what credibility looks like and they present themselves as the image of credible that they've given yeah. us. And we wonder why the world looks like it does. And we've got a we've got a great recent example in a lab coat. Fauci like dude and what's crazy is if you talk to anybody who was like gay in the 80s when he was running the 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 AIDS drugs uh trials they're like he killed people yeah he has no credibility with that community but everybody else goes well he's a smart guy in a lab coat I'm gonna (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) do whatever he says and that's because you know that's a part of the indoctrination we're told we're told these are the people you look up to in society These are the people you don't look up to. And what's crazy is the people that we're told to look up to are typically people who are who are uh, a part of the integral structure of the society. And people who we're told not to look to are people who who are dangerous to the societal structure, because not only are they seen as credible sources, but they're not easily controlled and they think outside and like people follow them. And I'll give you some names. Right. Like Donald Trump, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Jesus Christ, Mahatma Gandhi, Luke Skywalker. Luke, well, right. But the thing about like Luke and the rest and like maybe Jesus, but like, cause Luke is completely fictional. Right. And it's like, Jesus could have been a real person. Right. And obviously a lot of his story has a lot of fiction tied into it. But, uh, as far as like, as far as like his, like Jesus and MLK basically have the exact same story with like a couple of details, like switched out, but like they both well, died. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you, know, you have to look at the, um, if you if you want to keep going back and back and back, you have to look at the the uh, savior trope. In any in any society, there's there will be one born. I mean, it was the Matrix. Right. It was yeah, yeah. You know, it was raw. It the was Horus. It was yeah. You have the Messiah theme. And you also have the Faust theme, and you all and the, and that transcends every culture. There, the devil will come and grab your soul, right? You know what I don't like about but, that? But here's Go the ahead. thing though. Here's what here's what's here's what's the bizarre part. Those themes, those moral tales, they propagated themselves in different parts of the world pre global communication. Correct. So what does that tell me about humans? Like on mass that we're all gonna do that. That we're all <laughs> kind of the same. And we all see patterns, and we're really right. good at recognizing patterns, and we can put things together in a certain way, and it, and we all kind of come from the same place, even though, like you said at the beginning of this whole conversation, we're coming from all these different places. Well, well I think... I, sorry, I, was, I wanted to bring up one point, because you brought up Jesus, and I just wanted to point out, he he was more or less not going to be in trouble 
Until you mess with the money at the temple. That's right. <laughs> nah. I mean, same with MLK, right? When you start when you start touching pockets, like the, yep. the bus book, and it's like, you know, so they say like he died for the sins of his people, right? And same with MLK, like and at that time, a sin was uh, the breaking of Jewish law or Roman law, and those are the people who ran society, right? Yeah. So he died because for the sins of his people. And th when they publicly executed him and they told the people he died for the sins you committed, and somehow it turned into like whatever, you know, what we have today, where it's like, and it's like, nah, bro, like if you pay attention to their time period, it's like he died because like you guys were sinning, against, you were breaking the law. Like if you guys would have listened to him but didn't break the law, he probably still would be alive, right? Right. If, oh. if if you go up against, if you go mm -hmm. up against the the anybody who's in some semblance of control at the time, you know, and that guy was really cool. Like he's he was killed way too soon for his time because he said some awesome shit that people weren't ready for. I love John Lennon. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Not hey, but that's what it is, dude. No, that's clever because there's yeah. a like Nip Hustle and Malcolm and like uh, Nelson Mandela. There's like. Bro, Andrew Tate, like, literally, we have no way to know, like, if he oh, actually if was in was sex twenty years ago, they'd have shot Tate. They, they oh, yeah. Shot him. He, if it was 20 years ago, without <laughs> yeah. without the stuff we have, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy would have got whacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, but I'm, today, I'm not sure anybody would know who he was, you know, with well, of the internet of 20 years well. ago. <laughs> I mean. Like, he wouldn't end up in a cinder block like Hoffa, you know what I mean? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then you history. also said something earlier. My bad, bro. Go ahead. No, this history is resplendent of stories of people who did great things and were just like snuffed because, uh, and they and were they got too powerful. Them, they got yeah, too or or yeah. they made shit too easy. I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy who invented the intermittent wipers. The oh, guys <laughs> just got whacked. And Ford killed him, man. Like, of course, of put course him in a cinder did. block somewhere. He's in the Hoover Dam. Like, here you go, ah, man. And the thing is, is like, there's not much we can do to stop like the powerful when they get to doing it. Because yeah. if, like, so what I was about to say about Tate, like, if America doesn't like you or a country doesn't like you, they could come and arrest you right now and tell the world it's because you're sex trafficking. And we like because they told us to view them as credible. We have no way to verify anything that they're telling us. We just they they have the expectation of our belief because they they beat that into us. So they feel like they can get away with. And, and then another point that you mentioned earlier about uh the world, like seeing similar things. One thing that I noticed is it's like or. Uh, I, an example I use is like you guys are where you're at and I'm where I'm at. Right. So let's say we both look outside and we both recognize what we both recognize as the sun today. Right. You're in a different region. So your people might call it the sun and my people might call it the moon. But we're referring to the same thing. But because we have two different minds, we call it something different. Right. And that's what a lot of like these religions and these belief systems are is like people experiencing similar things. But instead of like working together to like weed out the things that are untrue or their misconceptions, they all sit on the premise that they're 100% right. And they, they try to force their belief on the next person and they end up killing each other as opposed to recognizing like, hey, yo, there's so many similarities because we're experiencing the same things. Let's put our minds together and, and take out the nonsense and move to the truth. But, you know, I guess we're getting there slowly. Yeah, I had too much to say. It was all going to my brain. I don't have a good input to that, but I. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. the 
The only differentiation in language that I want to uh, banter with you is that it's not going to be Sun and the Moon. It's going to be Ra and Apollo. Man. The sun does the same thing. You know what I mean? And then we're going to call it, you know, we're going to call it Athena and we're going to call it Judah. And for whatever reason, in so many cultures, the sun was the male, masculine, and the moon was the feminine, which totally boggles my brain. Even in like, even in like, uh, very off-shot, distant, like, Amazonian cultures. They still have these stories of, of, of that. And that's what, that's one of those fundamental things where I'm like, like, I don't have faith in a lot of shit. Like, I, I mean, we're on a fiat system for cash, so I have to do that. Yeah, it's basically like, can you give me 20 bucks, I'm going to go get 20 bucks for the shit. Like, I, yeah. I realize, I know what's going on back here. So yeah, that so I have total faith in because I'm supposed to. But the one thing, like, I don't, I don't have faith in a, a, a deity and I don't have faith in, in yeah. um, chance or luck or, or any yeah. of that shit. But I have faith in people. You know what's even, crazy? Even, even in, in the weirdest times or, like, when I hate one, I don't even want to go people. <laughs> I have faith in people. I know when the shit goes down, like, really, really happens. Anytime it does happen, we unite, we put aside bullshit, and we we take care of each other. I, I, I you just see it. You uh, you were you were you were talking about man. Actually, what you just said literally just left my mind. You were talking about having faith in man. Um, you don't have faith in my bad, bro. Like my mind just completely went blank. You said That's something right. that was very profound. I no, well, it was profound. I wanted to touch on it. Like it was very profound. Like you said something. The, then. the only thing I would say to that though is I have faith in individual persons, as I think more how I would put it. People as a group, especially if they start believing right. the same thing, yeah. can be really frightening. <laughs> Don't pet you know these I mean? stupid animals, and yeah. you know it exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's scary. That's why, like, it's so scary that America has so much control over so how how so many or like different countries have governing bodies have so much control over how whole people think and react and behave to certain situations, situations, right? Like the only reason black people get mad, like when like hard R's and stuff are thrown around is not because it's innately bad, but we've been taught to like, hey, if someone says or says this to you, then you got to respond in this way. And it's like, instead of teaching people how to respond to situations in violent or unfavorable ways, we should teach people how to like respond to these situations in ways that are less abrasive, that may take more patience, but in the long run pay off more. Um, And then, so you mentioned something earlier about having to live in the system, right? Like I say, it's like playing a life-size version of Monopoly. And that's what's so scary is it's like, you don't really have too many options on if you don't want to participate in their structure. Cause if you fall too far out of line with what your governing body or ruling class wants, they'll kill you, they'll harass you, they'll put you in a box, right? And it sucks too, because uh, like, I, I like, I speak to a lot of people of all ages. So like, I, like there's high schoolers who like talk to me on Snapchat and stuff and like, they're getting ready to go back to school. And it's, and it sucks because it's like, I'm like, yeah, bro, it sucks. Cause they understand it's like, bro, like the forced, the mandatory indoctrination, it's like, 
it, I'm sorry that like you don't have a choice. Like you have to go, you have to go to these things because like no one's really powerful enough to stand up and people don't. So it's like, I'm sorry that like you're, you're forced to, you're forced to uh, go, to go against what it is that you naturally should be able to do. And I apologize that like you're that, like you, that people won't hear your voice because the way we're taught to look at you is as if you're less than us or as if you don't know as much, which is uh, unfortunate because like, if people if, if people paid attention more to like the newer generations, I think people would understand like yo like these niggas these dudes they're smart bro like these dudes are geniuses like they they're way they're they have they're way more aware of what's going on and they're way less heavily indoctrinated because the more time you spend in the system right if you're not aware the more time you have for the indoctrination to take effect because it's even in like ways that we just live life innately right passively. So it's like by looking at the the newer generation or the, to the future, right? Uh, we, they can like undo a lot of the social indoctrination that we have because society hasn't had enough time to to. But you can also see the indoctrination taking place over time as well. It's like because you can tell it, like bro, you can literally tell a kid anything. Like if I spent enough time telling a kid that, are you guys? Do you guys know what Avatar: The Last Airbender is? Yes, sir. No, yeah, sir. bro. Me, me and I my could, daughter I had a watch the yeah. shit out of that. Yeah. Man. I could tell, I could, I could raise, I could raise a a group of kids to believe that Uncle Iroh was the way, the truth, (laughs) and the light, right? And if I told them long enough, like, they'll, they'll fight for that because I've raised them to believe that Uncle Iroh was, was the way, the truth, and the light. And that's what it like, because they'll believe whatever we tell them, which is why it's like, I, I, I hate like how people are so willing to lie to people about like little things like Santa and all of that. But like, it's like, bro, like... If I'm looking at you with complete trust and innocence, please don't take advantage of that. Like, please lead me right. But like, people take advantage of it all the time, which is why the world looks the way it looks, man. It's 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 terrifying. It's, it's a little it's a little bit. What if I had this thought experiment with one of my clients a couple of years ago, sitting in the garage, like between takes, doing stuff? I said, what if the powers that be actually know something that's definitely something uh, out of the realm of our imagination it is so oh bro beyond and bizarre right then i said well maybe that's why elon musk was like shooting for uh the whole like i'm gonna save the world and then they were like hey bro come here I'm gonna, so we're, you're here now here's the club and this is why we we'll have, let you to, have twitter <laughs> yeah, we'll let you have twitter like but like as you let, let's just let's just take it down a notch and here's the truth because as you if you look for the truth in your mother's eyes you're never going to see it ever <laughs> ever she loves you too much as you uh, take care of me too much as you grow right as you start to grow in power and wealth and status <clears throat> you kind of become more aware as well right because you sort of become a target right like the more popular you become the more of a target you have on your back because like more people know you and more people may... so like your awareness increases right and this is why well, i don't like people like trump and musk well i was gonna say and to get to that point you have to have been victimized by some of these people along the way right and right the lesson, yeah. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. You're yeah, I can see that in you. Like you're pretty crazy, and it's like, but so with with that comes like the things that like just based off of like the government and powers that be may be more aware. It's like, oh, bro, they're completely, they're like, they're way more aware of a lot of things that are going on than what most people like, because it's like even to the fact of like you know how when you wake up in the force, like 
when you can tell somebody's woken up in the forest. It's like that in real life too, right? Because when we indoctrinate people, uh, we we expect for them to behave in a certain way. And when people start to break the indoctrination, they start to behave in ways that are different from the majority. And it becomes noticeable to people who are used to controlling the masses, like a police officer or a judge or people who have uh, societal power, right? So like you can tell when someone's woken up because their mind, like they're no longer, they're no longer as simple to control. Even if they're not aware that they've woken up, you're completely aware because the way that they respond to certain stimuli is different than everybody else. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's 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 that that's that soap conversation for that topic, I guess. Like, no, it's all right, man. Like abrupt ending. <clears throat> me, I I just tell my buddy this today at work. I was like at my at my you know level of the playing this game and how many times I've had to repeat levels and how many times I've had to do shit over again or whatever I was like I've I've cracked it I I know how to blend in yeah and I know how to manipulate the situation to my benefit in other words getting a traffic stop or uh, sales like I was really good at sales super good at sales especially because it was something i was passionate about selling people musical gear like i was uh then nobody's gonna get hurt from that you know what i mean like you're i not... was a i was an exceptional salesman i worked for uh what i started at children lawn care for my sales career um and then i ended up selling like roofing like insurance roofing i sold solar uh when i lived in la i sold uh, like energy efficient and you know what's crazy when I was like a decent salesman, I was getting like 10 fit. Like I was like one of the best, like, but then when I really became like significant, like, so about a year ago, I like, uh, I wanted to go back to doing sales after I had taken some time for just myself. And I was like way better than I'd ever been. Right. Like, I like, but this now, like what I realized, what I recognize is like, when you get too good, people start to break the rules. People start to lie because people want to win. Like I would show up to somebody's house and like, I should have like a house that I would have sold as a, a worse salesman. Like people were like behaving in ways that I have never. And I was like, it's cause I was like, bro, I'm like a million times better than what I was. And then that's when I realized it's like, oh, like as you get better at things, as you get good at things in life, uh, people don't, people notice that. And, uh, so they begin to change, like they begin to change rules in order to like stop you or guard you, like they do in the NBA. Like with Wilt Chamberlain had you know, Kareem, they banned dunking or Shaq or like AI. Like they called, like they created like a new carry rule. Like when you're too good, right? When you're too good, instead of like celebrating that, they try to find ways to like uh, to hurt you, which is uh, not how it should be, in my opinion. But that's where we are, right? Well, they don't want they don't want us to see Neo fly at the end of the movie. Man, I'm man, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. That broke my brain. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna show a world without rules. I was like, oh shit. Like, Aha, man. Oh, ding! Like the light went off. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I uh, we're about I, we're about halfway through the show. We're gonna let's hit the mid roll. Cool. Shall we? We yes. gotta pay some bills. We're gonna pay some bills, and, and we'll then, come back. Hang on. We'll. Yeah, hang out. We're we'll, gonna do um, a couple of cool things. We're gonna let you pick the topic. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we. You can pick between um, news, or what we call cool stuff. Okay. So, 
coming out of the break, would you prefer to would you prefer to talk about some news stories or some cool stuff? Man, uh, either one. You guys want to roll a dice or flip a coin, or play, you guys can play rock paper scissors for it. One of you guys is news. One of you guys is cool stuff. Best one of one. Fine. I take cool, cool stuff. Cool. Oh, I want cool stuff. All okay, right, right. your news. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's cool stuff. Cool stuff. All right. Cool. So coming out of the break, we'll do some cool stuff. Cool. <clears throat> On my way over here, my brakes made an awful noise, and the last time I got them done, it was so expensive. You should go to EXO Auto Works. They did a great job on mine, and it was way cheaper than anywhere else I've been. That sounds great. I need to get their number from you. At EXO Auto Works, we offer the best price on brake service in town. We include brand new brake pads, rotors, and hardware, which saves you money and gets you on the road faster. See our website for a full list of our services. Call EXO Auto Works today. So that was my speech. God bless you all. Thank you, everyone. Hello, this is Joe Biden. You know me, the current president of the United States. I'm always talking about economics, Ukraine, Russia, but today I would like to talk to you about something else, but very important, about sexual dysfunction. I know what that is. And how do I know? I know what it's like to cry on the edge of the bed, disappointed in myself. It was humiliating to let down the people you love, making them question whether it was my problem or theirs. I was at rock bottom. Being the president, I wondered how I could make the nation rise when even my own growth was facing an executive dysfunction. Until I saw that commercial, that was my last hope. So I went to the nearest market, talked to the doctors. I was sure that the treatment was reliable and I bought Viagra Extreme X Vitality for only $21. It was a small blue pill made from medicinal plants from East Korea. So I swallowed the pill. And at that moment, I hoped that this time I would heal. It worked. Hell yeah. Now I date the hottest women in the country. And even two at the same time, I feel prettier, uh, younger, stronger. Uh, I feel like nothing will stop me anymore. And you might feel that way too. Talk to your doctor and buy Diagra Extreme X Vitality right now. It can have some side effects like nausea, diarrhea, cognitive dysfunctions, and schizophrenia. Diagra Extreme X Vitality changed my life. It can change yours too. cool stuff um <clears throat> you know what's really cool Kratom. talking to god well Man, that's you that's true yeah. <laughs> thank Kratom. You, thank you <laughs> yeah and the best place to get Kratom <laughs> is top extracts by going to top extracts.mantoolsmedia.com or using that little qr code right over there by eric uh <clears throat> all right so we start with a turkish homeowner 
who was uh, chasing some chickens and found something really cool. I don't know why this is all zoomed in. Well, I guess it's not. All right. Well. <clears throat> oh, and before we, I guess, dive too far into the cool stuff while we got dead space. So I looked it up. Um, so lipstick or cosmetics used to have cells from aborted fetal tissue. There you um, go. Yeah. Plan Parenthood. <laughs> <Planned laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As we just showed the Kratom, the, home, the, the Kratom commercial, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> which AI is getting scary too, bro. Like I saw something about Donald that looked like, bro, AI is getting scary. Like how accurate it is. That one wasn't like, but like I saw a video of Donald <laughs> Trump that like, if you didn't look hard enough, you wouldn't be able to tell it was AI. So like AI... <laughs> It's most of the most of the uh, people who friend me on Facebook now are all AI bots, and you can that right. uncanny valley happens, and I'm like, I'm looking at it. And oh, like, so it feels weird, and I'm like, nah, I'm out. You're not does a real the, person. Uh, <laughs> does the uncanny value or uncanny valley also apply to? Because like, like we look the same, but I think like my mental works different from most people, like or celebrities, right? I mean, because. They look the same, but like, does so does the uncanny valley also work in that positive direction as well as just opposed to the I'm, negative one? I'm pretty sure because I deal with it a lot in the um, in 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 writing and um, music and 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 literature, and you can tell in about a paragraph that this book was written by AI, you know, or somebody who's like, it's not even in. <laughs> I have I have a lot of friends I have a lot of friends from overseas different languages you know my German is as bad as their English and so we right. we have common that makes sense it it never feels disjointed or that uncanny valley it, it's a little bit irksome and it's a little bit it's cumbersome to communicate but it's never like what the fuck did you just say to me like Man. not I lived in I lived in Kaiserslautern in Germany for a little bit. Um, oddly enough, uh, yeah, yeah, I just thought yeah. I'd put that out there. Yeah. Right. So you get, you know, just the language barrier, right? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a different feeling than trying to understand somebody. It's it's more of a fight or flight response when you're dealing with the uncanny valley. You're okay. like, this is fucked up. I gotta go. Yeah. Or people. Yeah. People often tell me, like, I guess because my vocabulary and I, like, people often tell me, like, when I write stuff, they be like, oh, nice use of chat GPT. And I'm like, bro, that's all me. I'm like, I can't, I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment, but I guess I'm going to start taking it as a compliment because that just means that, like, I'm so <laughs> yeah. elegant in the way that I'm, I operate. I'm pretty sure I'm twice your age, so I got my uh, ass kicked for blowing the bell curve in man. middle school for having a, a polysyllabic vernacular. Man, see, like polysyllabic, yeah. and the thing is, it's like to like to other people they don't, but it's like that's not even it's impressive, but it's but that's funny. My bad, but it's cool it. stuff. But yeah, 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 we're going cool stuff. All right, well, big, let's uh, we do big words here, man. Tools. vernacular. This this dude in Turkey was uh chasing his chickens, uh, and they went into a hole in his basement. Sounds like a porn that somebody made. What are you talking about? Choking the chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's Got what it. I was thinking. Like, so he kind of, you know, he had to get in there and follow him around. So he dug the hole bigger and um, came to find a city that once housed 20,000 people. 
Jesus. <laughs> I think I heard about this actually. Holy Under shit. snacks. Like below. It's not below those dudes house. that I watch every every night when I can't sleep, and they're like building pools and building like stuff in the dirt. I don't believe so. Um, Bro, that's like so obviously this is after it's been excavated out, but this is like so there were these passageways getting down there, um, and then um, you can see like. I mean, it's like multi-story. Yeah. Are those, uh, but the stairs that we just saw, like, do you think yeah. that those stairs they put in later? Cause yeah, those wooden yeah. stairs. Yes. Yeah, That's to get sure. down there now. That's so right, he can okay. like the, the archeologist or whatever he called can get in there, right. I guess. I hope he looted and it I don't first. Know. I mean, and like in Turkey, I don't know if that like now belongs to the state or what. Oh, right. <laughs> He's like, fuck, there goes my house. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I spent 40, 70,000 million rubles on this house. <laughs> Man, they just put him like, in a... Because a chicken yeah. ran through a hole in the wall, and he's like, well, I got to dig that chicken out now. <laughs> he found <Man>. this. <laughs> Imagine what you could find. Like, dude, like, I would have explored that thing to, like, who knows what he could have found in there, bro. Like, that's crazy. All right, and then was that the uh, brainwaves thing? Yes. You sent me. Okay. So this is some I, cool I shit to from save today. It, so I'm gonna grab it on live on Facebook. I guess. Yeah. We'll just go there. All right. We'll pause it. Get the volume because I don't want this to be fucked up. Yeah, because this was cool. Yeah, this is very cool. All right. So this is, this has to do with uh, brainwaves and music. Scientists were able to recreate a Pink Floyd song by reading the brain activity of people who are listening to it. Listen to this. Here's the original version. All in our world. Here's the recreated version. Sure, it sounds a bit like it's being played underwater, but this is still a huge breakthrough. It's the first time scientists have been able to reconstruct a song using brain activity. This means we're one step closer to giving people who are unable to speak a new way of verbally communicating. Technology has been able to translate brain activity into plain computer-generated speech for some time, but this development allows for the inclusion of intonation and rhythm, nuances of language that can totally transform meaning. Here's how the study worked. Neuroscientists took 29 patients who were already being monitored for epilepsy and who had electrodes placed on their brains. They then played Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 1. The electrodes picked up on the electrical activity of different areas in the patient's brains. Researchers then trained AI to recognize patterns in this data and essentially decoded into the recording you heard. Even the song choice was deliberate, and not just because the neuroscientists liked it, though they did. It's also because the song is complex and layered. The track has several instruments, unique rhythms, and complex chords, all of which make it perfect for a study like this. Going forward, the scientists hope more research will lead to crisper and clearer recreations, as well as the ability to one day use this technology without having to surgically implant electrodes. All that said, this is a huge step towards giving those without a physical voice the chance to communicate vocally. Scientists were able to recreate a Pink Floyd song by reading the brain activity so of people who are I'm just gonna say Gene Roddenberry thought of that shit, you know, in the right. in the sixties. Oh yeah. So yeah. the the universal translator in canon is based on thought patterns that relate to speech, and that's how the universal translator works in right, Star Trek. The thought patterns aren't gonna because be because the, they're not gonna be different. Right. It's, how you express them verbally is what's gonna be. It's gonna be different. Yeah. So the thought patterns are the same. <clears throat> so you know, I'm cold. Often, 
I feel like oftentimes, I feel like oftentimes we have technology, anytime we have crazy breakthroughs, a lot of the times they get thrown to the wayside because they're outside of what the, of what like uh, current pre-established power is like. Like for instance, the scientific method, uh, great advancements in the scientific method were made um, in Europe while it was under Catholic control. And they outlawed anything that had to do with it. They were literally like killing and burning, uh, burning people at stakes for putting out things that we use in the scientific method as well as like destroying any outside knowledge, right? And like, you know, when you conquer land, you you destroy everything they have. So it's, and like, uh, so I wonder how much, how much time, cause I, I hate lies and I hate like power and control because it wastes time. So I wonder how much further we could be if we didn't behave like that. Like I've got a personal experience. And then like, do you guys, you guys know Al Gore? He told a story, he had a classmate who they were looking at, um, they were looking at a map of the world and he asked the teacher, hey, yo, did South Africa or did Africa and South America used to fit together because they look like a puzzle piece? Al Gore, tore, Al Gore. And the teacher was like, oh, of course not. That's the most preposterous thing I ever heard. And then, you know, a couple years later, we know about Pangea. And then mine was similar. Like we had what we called KWL charts, which meant like K was for things we know for about the topic. W was what we wanted to know and L is what we learned after. And my question after they said no stupid question was why do pirates wear eye patches? Cause it was about pirates. And the teacher was like, I think we all know why pirates wear eye patches and the whole class laughed at me. Well then a couple years later, Time Magazine put out a study saying that the reason pirates wore eye patches was probably because was so they could have one eye adjusted for underneath the deck and one eye for above the deck, right? But we don't know that because whenever we introduce new ways of thinking into into the hive mind, we've been taught to reject anything that's outside of what we've been given from uh, from our ruling class or from our indoctrination. Uh, so, yeah, bro, like there's a lot of things that I, that I think people have just started to accept that we've had people trying to let us know about it, talk about for for generations, but they just weren't taken seriously because it was it was too far outside of what society was ready to recognize because they were just that brilliant, you know? Or, or, and let's look at another reality and another truth. They were uh -huh. black. They were women. They yeah. were not wealthy. They were subclass in some way to the, and like you say, the powers to be. So to defend you because you my, not to cut you off, my bad. Because you just because you just defended black people and women. Also to extend you that same courtesy and to defend white people, right? Because I feel like you guys are also given a lot of unfair treatment. Let's call it what it is. Uh, let's take it away from America, right, and go to places that may be like so. Also, like if you were. Uh, a, a group of person that was looked down upon in whatever society that you may that you may have existed in right so white people in certain other parts of the world could be china could be in africa right if you if you if you go against what like your ruling class allows you or like what your ruling class says is a credible figure then you're not taking it seriously which in america is females and and my has been traditionally females historically and 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 and, and people of color but uh, outside of America, let's be honest, right? Uh, there's it's 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 the same system, but different different people with different lights. So, thank That's you for that, by the way. Yeah. Or you're you're getting deported at the DMZ right now. Yeah. That was that was heavy. I was like, what the fuck? You're like <laughs> a half. If you're a half breed, <sighs> yeah, they're kicking you out of North Korea. Like it's getting bad. North yeah. Korea is kicking people out. Yeah, you're getting deported. Is that a yeah, North Korea is deporting people? It was on it was on NPR this afternoon. 
Well, yeah, we got to wrap this up. The uh, compressor just came on. Uh, oh, oh, all right. Oh, the boys are working. Do you, yeah. do, do you think that North Koreans, based off of their indoctrination, do you think that they're terrified and crying when they find out they're being deported, or do you think they're jumping for joy? No, you're, you, they have Stockholm Syndrome, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. So they're freaking out. They're like, no, I can't leave. This is they, my well, home. Well, you know, they've probably been told that if they get kicked out, especially if it's to the south, that they're going to be eaten alive. Yeah, that they're yeah, going to be cannibalized because be... they're starving. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it is, too, bro. Like, they literally will tell you anything. Like, right. North Korea, like, so either either North Korea is gullible or we're gullible, right? Because, like, you know, we're told that North Koreans believe that, like, bro was born with a unicorn and doesn't poop so like someone's being lied to yeah. either we're being lied to about how gullible they are or like they're or just, he really doesn't like, poop yeah. i don't know or, yeah yeah like yeah but the thing like if yeah that's true too like yeah, that I mean, would be terrible could you imagine horrible like, disease <laughs> like your stomach like you're bro you know what else is crazy that like you know our stomach like can you guys pat your stomach real quick like go ahead and pat your stomach you know what's crazy, bro? Like, we call that our stomach, but if you look at, like, an actual chart of anatomy, that's not our stomach, bro. Like, but underneath our abs, that's our uh, intestines. Like, our stomach is right across from our, uh -huh. uh, yeah, that's wild to me. Our stomach is right here. And, like, all of this right here is our intestines. Uh, so, you, you know, at, when you have a stomach ache, it's your intestines. Yeah, if you look at evolution, though, it's it makes far more sense to have the superiorly vital organs behind the armor of the rib cage. That would make sense for sure. Like, yeah, no, right? like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not questioning heart, our lungs. Designs and that yeah, yeah, like heart. It's yeah. a it's a good design or a good adaptation evolution. Yeah, that part, that part. But the uh, well, that is historically true. Historically, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it works out in the next episode yeah. of Futurama. Well, Before he drifts, I was, though, I was leaning more towards the I know what you're history. Doing. We're gonna yeah. do uh, we're gonna do one more segment. That's our ending segment, a wrap up segment. Uh, cool. It's called "This Week in His, His Story." Story. All right. The week in his history is uh, brought to you by Smith and Bradley men's watches. I'm wearing one right now. That's how I know that it's time for the week in history. Uh, <clears throat> get, uh, dude, they have so much cool stuff. Well, that's the Kratom place, but uh, they have so many cool watches. <laughs> From little field watches like this to shiny Rolexy looking things to uh, diving watches. Any kind of watch you can imagine that you would need, get it from smithandbradley.mantoolsmedia.com or use that little QR code down there. Um, <clears throat> all right, this week in his story, uh, we start with something I think everybody knows about. Oh my God, please let me do and it. And probably remembers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week in his story. Let me get over to the thing. Where are we at? Yep, I'm scrolling down. There you go. This week in history, August 17th, Bill President at the time, 1996. 
Eight. I can't read it. President Bill Clinton admits those are the whitest teeth I ever came across. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know, like, what's what's up with the dude grinning in the back? What did he just watch them do? Yep. He was uh, <laughs> or participated. I did not have dental relationships with that woman. You're an anti-dentite. Man, I'm just saying that guy. That guy behind them knows something. Yeah, he does. He's He's like, oh yeah. (laughs) It's crazy because Clinton's voice matches his his uh, his devious behavior. Oh yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, Let's see, August 18th, 1982. Pete Rose sets a record with his 13,941st at bat in the majors. Is that a lot? Apparently. <laughs> in 19, 1962, that was a lot. 82. Sure. <laughs> See what I did there? 82, man. That was only like two people well, ago. And they're... <laughs> Basically. Yeah, actually. That's... And they're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they still won't let him into the Hall of Fame uh-uh. because of the gambling. Yeah, the gambling stuff. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. I just was thinking about that with Ocho Cinco. Or not Ocho. Yeah, with Ocho no, uh, T.O. With T.O., how uh, I felt like I felt like the Hall of Fame should be more skill based, but because they don't like the individual, like they're tarnished people's legacies. Because uh, T.O., if you look at purely stats, first about the Hall of Famer all the way, but like I guess you know off off the field activities got them bounced off. Uh, well, what's I, crazy you know, with uh, with Rose, if I'm not mistaken, he was a manager when he was gambling. He wasn't playing anymore. Right. So. I don't know. It's weird. Like I could maybe understand if he did that when he was playing and they were like, but his, no, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter much anyway. Politics bullshit. Yeah. Like the importance of the hall of fame is, is, is only important because it's stressed to you by the people who created it. They make you view it as important, but it, it's like in 200 years, what we consider 200 years from now, there's no guarantee the hall of fame exists and the hall of fame didn't exist 200 years ago. It's only relevant to today's society. Well, right. it's, and it's only, to be honest, it's mostly important to Pete Rose himself. Yeah. Because like, it's like, bro, it's like, if, if I if I if I am in the NBA or any sport and I'm like if I'm clearly one of the greatest players, but let's say off of the field or off of the court, I was doing things that were less than favorable. It's like my play on my play on court on field should be what gets me into the Hall of Fame. If I'm first in all of these categories, like I don't care if I'm gambling. Gambling is only looked down upon because of society. Right. I don't care if I'm like Scott Foster. It's like but it's like. I don't know, man. Like, I wouldn't care anyway. Like, I want my project, the project or, like, album that I just – I think it's Grammy-nominated. I think it's Grammy-level, right, from, like, all 14 tracks. I think it's – and people have told me this as well. Like, I think it's honestly Grammy-level. But it's, like, if I don't win Grammys because I'm not, like, a huge, like, external superstar. Like, I'm I'm huge because I'm me. But, like, you know, within society, the structure of the Monopoly board, I'm not, like, famous, like, externally through, like, what they've created. Winning, so, winning a Grammy is only going to give you leverage to get paid better at your gigs. Man, I just want the yeah. Grammys to show people like, like it's just one of those things. I'm better, right? Because it's like, like in my song Grammys, like I, I won like I want just just because you know, like just to just to show people like I did this and I got the Grammys because I'm nice. But it's like you know, Gay Pete on his Grammy awards, I probably like they're only relevant because of. Like they make us feel like it's relevant, like diamonds or like money or 
or I just like heard this staggering statistic that like only two trillion of our like of our currencies and cash and like the other 69 is just basically like Bitcoin. It doesn't exist. It's technological. It's just zero, ones and zeros, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's important. That's how I pay my bills. Yeah. Mm, money transfer day. I never <clears throat> see that money. Yeah. Well, uh, let's Spinning see. August. On. Spinning on. 19th, 1692. Five women were hanged, not hung, in Salem, Massachusetts, after being convicted of the crime of witchcraft. Man. 14 more people will be executed that year, and 150 others are imprisoned. Right. Man. I'm, gonna, I'm going to sign the translation because Trevor was speaking in Old English. A bunch of married dudes fucked some whores and didn't want to get caught. <laughs> so we created witches. Man, you know what's crazy? I often use Salem. I often use Salem as a way to explain why like education is goofy, right? Because like you can be born smart, but education is just society's collective understanding or collective agreement of where they are, right? So like 200 years ago, an educated person in Salem, like you would be educated if you told people you were burning witches. And 2,500 years ago, if you believed the earth was flat and had sea monsters, then you would be you would be considered educated. So I tell people all the time, they're like, I don't care about your PhDs or whatever, like. Like, I'm just like, I'm smarter than you guys. Like, not like, but like, I'm smarter than a lot of people, right? Like, you, like, being born smart is something that you can't, but like, and edu so I try to tell people all the time, like, I know this is what you were educated to believe, right? But like, education and education is just educate. Like, they used to call stars angels because they didn't have telescopes. And, and now we have telescopes and we, we recognize that stars aren't angels, right? They're what we, they're, they're nuclear fusion reactors that are floating through space, right? Of heat, hydrogen, and helium, right? But at the time, they thought, they thought that it was an angel because they didn't have the same, which is wild because it's like, people still use these religious textbooks that are like 2,500, 3,000 years old, but we update school textbooks annually damn near because like we come across new information so a, a textbook from the 1800s would render you almost like almost like special ed in today's society because we've it's, we've grown so much more yet we allow these books that are like 3,000 years old that have like that have been updated and doctored admittedly right king henry up, admitted he doctored the bible to marry more women right but it's like they haven't been they haven't been integrally uh, or structurally updated to to fit today's societal needs or things that have happened right so we're allowing like cavemen to dictate how we operate in today's society simply because it's based off of the tradition of the people who got off of the mayflower yeah well, 143 years after the Mayfair flower on August 20th, <laughs> 1986, part-time mail carrier Patrick Sherrill shoots 20 fellow workers, killing 14 in Edmond, Oklahoma. He went postal? He yep, he, this is where it comes from. The first mm -hmm. mass shooting uh, by an individual in an office environment in the U.S., uh, his actions... Uh, given rise to the phrase going postal for sudden and violent outbursts. That is the uh, uh, the etymology of that colloquialism. And then August 21st, uh, you mentioned North Korea earlier, uh, oh, 1976. Operation Paul Bunyan. After North Korean guards kill two American officers sent to trim a poplar tree in the DMZ. Uh <clears throat> U.S. and ROK, which is the Republic of Korea or South Korea soldiers, with heavy support, went in and chopped down the tree. 
They're like, fine, you won't let us trim it. We're just going to chop the whole fucking thing down. <laughs> That's probably a war crime. That probably added a year and a half to the to the Korean War, that one tree alone. Could be. Um, <laughs> and then August 22nd, 1962, the world's first nuclear-powered passenger or cargo ship, uh, the NS Savannah completed its maiden voyage from Yorktown, Virginia, to Savannah, Georgia. Would you... Right on a ship that's nuclear powered. Oh yeah, man. You know what's crazy? We just had a we just had a dramatic step in nuclear fusion not too long ago. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I probably would as well. I would. I'm well. I don't know. A 1962 nuclear. I mean, ship. but you know, like, but we're we're coming with it from updated knowledge. In the 60s, like, they probably thought it was the safest thing ever, like smoking yeah. cigarettes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What's wrong with cigarette? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, August 23rd, 1966, if you believe in the moon, uh, oh. the Lunar Orbiter 1 takes the first photograph of Earth from the moon. You know what's crazy? A lot of people, I tell people all the time that, like, we're, we're all floating through outer space, right? And anything above solid or physical land is technically outer space because, like, there's no barrier between earth and space it's like the further up you go it's just the atmosphere like gravity has less effect so it's pulling less things but there's no physical barrier and then you know people say like flat earth or round earth like the earth's not flat the earth's also not round though right because it's like we're yeah, like we're just oblong. on it we're on it well they also say oblong but it's like you remove all the water because think about That's it cute. like we're we're on a <laughs> we're on a giant floating rock and it's like it's got it's got uh the take off the water you're gonna have like deep valleys we've got our mountain ranges so it's really just a giant rock it's just a giant rock that's not spherical right it's and it's also but the water makes it seem oblong because of the but it's like if you take off of the water think about it like we've got like we're gonna have like things like this right and it's just gonna be like some giant random shaped rock floating through space like right any other it's, asteroid. It's, it's not just that but the inertia right, force right. of, of not not floating through space but hurling yeah, through space like, at yeah. 67,000 miles an hour that way yeah at or, all times and yeah. traveling at over 600 million miles an hour that way Man. spinning you know at 6,000 miles an hour this way at all That's, times that rock is never going to be around that rock right. inertial forces are at um, play as well well but we also we got to – Fair enough, because I mean, if we look at if we look at like the moon and Mars, like from from our perspective, they definitely look round. And I wonder because Earth has liquid water, uh, if we take the water off of Earth, Earth would probably look a lot more goofy. Um, I'll give because, you I'll give yeah. you a good one. I'll give you a great one. Shrink the Earth down to uh, the size of a cue ball, and okay. it looks completely round, is what they say, right? It's smoother. Um, than a cue ball yeah, at, that's what that, at that scope they say if you make a pancake the size of kansas that kansas that the that kansas would be flatter than the pancake they say a lot of things though but like until we can actually but like earth is i think a little bit more yeah, but like my third grade science project was a gravity well my sixth grade science project was a scaled model of the solar system it took up well all of my town <laughs> and i had to yeah. like yeah i had to ride my bike for like an hour and a half just to get to mars Man, so <laughs> I did. I made a scale fucking model from the football home from the 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 touchdown line. That's the sun, and we went, you know, halfway across the county, 
Man, down, downstate, downstate Street over. Yeah, I was like, oh, dude, I got my ass kicked so much for being a nerd. Did you use man tools to make when you made it, though? Oh, yeah, all the time. Okay, duct tape, gotta make sure. yeah. you know, my pocket knife. The manliest of duct tape is the manliest of all tools. Dude, it is the it is the yin to the yang of the manliest of all tools. Because the primary tools. Yeah. If something is supposed to move and it's not, you use WD forty. WD forty. And if something's not supposed to move and it is, you use duct tape. tape. Man, that, man. Oh, that's the, that's the yin yang of uh, your your toolbox mastery. That's right. Man. Good shit. <laughs> well, all right, man. Uh, before we go. Tell us uh, where people can find you and your music. Man, uh, so my music, I'm on every single, every single streaming platform, Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, Audio Mac. If you look up my project, Burn Your Maps, right, you'll find me. It's by God, right? No religious affiliations. And then I also have two singles, but Burn Your Maps. And then uh, if you want me on social media, my Twitter is underscore witness power. My Instagram is where it's like popping a little bit more is you, Y-O-U-K-N-O-W-I-T-S-G-O-D. You know it's God, spaces in between. Same thing with my TikTok. If you guys want like actual real life insight and knowledge like my tiktok is a good place to go my instagram is a good place to go if you want to know my what's happenings and whatnot um you know what's god uh yeah my that's uh that's where to find me basically like and then right. my instagram has all of my links in the bio and stuff like that and well. we'll put uh some of those links in the description um <clears throat> so uh i want to remind everybody our veterans day roundtable is coming up in November, but in the meantime, we are raising funds for 22 until none. Uh, and I'm going to pop up. I made, I even made a QR code for that. So super easy. Um, you can go to vetsday.mantoolsmedia.com or use that QR code to make a donation. Uh, if you donate two bucks, you can see the, the stream that's going to happen on the 10th. Yeah, that's uh, actually you, featuring... Uh, Kevin Sully Sullivan of the 21 Gun uh, Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, and a few others. Well, our buddy Wade yep. from Moongata Underwear, which I'm wearing right at the moment. Kelly Pippen. Kelly Pippen. Oh, I, that was so much fun going right. on his podcast. I got so much hate uh, mail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you donate $22, that enters you into a prize raffle. And the prizes include, at least so far, uh, 22 Sierra Coffee, which is awesome. That's from that's that's the other company that uh, Sully Sullivan runs. Um, Mungata Underwear, which is worth a lot more than $22. Yep. Um, and priceless. Uh, some Top Extracts Kratom. Mm-hmm. So so far we've got those three. I'm working on a couple more. I'm hoping to have like five. Throw in. Um, and then if we raise $2,200 for 22 until none. By November, I think the fundraiser cuts off on the 9th, and then the, the, the stream is on the 10th. But if we raise $2,200, I will get my very first tattoo ever during the live stream. Tattoo my name so I know it's real. So, all right. My wife wouldn't have a problem with me putting God on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we what go, man. Shoulder. 
No, it's going to be on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be on this shoulder while I run the I show. I feel bad for ow, anybody who's ow. got religious <laughs> tattoos, man, because as soon like once they realize that those belief systems have been forced onto them, like I feel bad for people with religious tattoos in these upcoming times because as they have to accept that what they've been forced to fight for for so long, they've only fought for because they've been taught to, and the difference between them fighting for that and something else is the difference between them being born a couple hundred miles away from where they are like yeah apologies yeah um, sorry i didn't get here sooner <laughs> you're not gonna get it tattooed on your wiener no <laughs> definitely <laughs> not definitely not you know oh that would be an no. experience that'd be an experience god tattooed on your wiener <laughs> no. but then when you pull yeah. out it's like go oh, tell it all the mountain <laughs> for now the man is dead <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, you had to stretch it out. Uh, locals, locals, members, part two of our mantles at the movies. American Circumcision with our friend James Martin is out now. Uh, yeah, get that and all our members only content for three dollars a month at mantoolsminions.locals.com. Uh, and merch you can get always at merch.mantoolsmedia.com. If you're in our Facebook fan group, you can get uh, free shipping. And if you're a Locals member, you can get 20% off. And then, of course, thanks to all our sponsors at sponsors.mantoolsmedia.com. Check them all out. And thanks to you all for watching. Yeah, thank you again, God. We'll uh, be in touch. Mm -hmm. You'll get a link from the uh, the studio, I'm thank sure, you. soon. Yeah. Check this is all love. Out. This spells love, man. I know people see, like, black people get to throwing up, like, it's L-O-V-E, man. You, <laughs> like, uh, you know? I just know. I just know. When I see my Mexicans friends do it. I know there's a badass taco truck around the corner. So, I man, them. there you go. Follow them, Fat Boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, God. Peace out. We'll see peace. you on the flip. Love.